0: Charlotte Sports Live.
1: Right now on Charlotte Sports Live, a great day for Brian Burns. He may just have earned that monster contract he's been looking for. But the Panthers and number one pick Bryce Young can't capitalize on Agent Zero's dominance. The Panthers start the regular season the same way they finish the preseason. Still looking for win number one and we are here to break it all down tonight. Grace Grill and Mike set with you for the next hour. We
0: also have team coverage of today's Panthers Falcons game plus exclusive interviews with Shaq Thompson and Chuba Hubbard. Let's start by showing you exactly what went wrong out to Atlanta. A Lot of mystery and intrigue for Carolina going into this game. One big question was if Brian Burns would play in the midst of a contract dispute. He did and he made an impact early on. Knocked the ball loose from Desmond Ritter. Falcons recover, but their opening drive goes scoreless. Now, Grace, another big unknown in this one was Bryce Young. How would he play in his debut? Well, went scoreless on his opening drive. Then, on his second go round, makes his first big mistake of the day. Jesse Bates with a takeaway for Atlanta deep in Carolina territory.
1: Yeah, and that would lead to this three plays later. Ritter to another rookie. It's Bijan Robinson. And that's a great move, and it's also a touchdown. Fal- Falcons strike first. It's 7 0 in the second.
0: Young, though, would recover a bit later in the half. He led a 12-play, 75-yard drive downfield. It was capped off by his first touchdown there pass. There it is. Aiden Hurst, with little regard for the <laughs> sentimental value of the ball, through it in the stands, but it's 7-all now. Carolina was feeling good until this happened.
1: Yeah, just before the break, injury-prone corner J.C. Horn going down on a non-contact play. With a hamstring issue, his day would be done. Young, on the other hand, appeared to be getting started. Second half, trying to break the seven all-tie. He improvises and goes for 16 on the play, and then it would set up Eddie Pinheiro.
0: Yeah, in the midst of the longest active streak in the NFL, 19 straight field goals, mega 20. Knocked down a 43-yarder Carolina in front for the first time. It's 10-7.
1: Then came the mistakes. First young forces a pass at the middle, finds Jesse Bates again. But remember, Mm. he's a Falcon, and it's another turnover. Atlanta then tied it on a field goal.
0: Yeah, ensuing Panthers drive. They go to the ground this time. Miles Sanders, remember, missed all the preseason with a groin injury. Initially ruled down on the play, but it was overturned after a replay. It's a fumble.
1: Atlanta now with all the momentum at the start of the fourth. And then it went from bad to worse as Tyler Algier was able to go outside for the score, 17-10 to 10 Falcons. They'd add another touchdown later in the quarter.
0: Yeah, that was both scored by Algier. And then the Birds got one more exclamation point. The big sack on Young it went 18-32 in his debut, 132 yards. However, this goes down as a loss, 24-10 to 10 Falcons.
2: All
1: right, let's check out the final numbers. Carolina ran 24 more plays on offense and outgained the Falcons 281 to 221. They were also very balanced, throwing for 127 yards and rushing for 154. But the difference in this game were those three Panthers turnovers that led to 17 Falcons points. Atlanta did not turn the ball over. Carla Gebhardt and Gabe
2: McDonald kick off our team coverage tonight from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This was disappointing, right? Yeah. Because I feel like the way that the game was trending, at least early on, we were seeing some ball movement. And, and of course, maybe that first drive, we really wanted yeah. them to, to pick up that one yard to, to get a first down. And I think maybe things would have trended differently had they been able to do that, kind of set the tone early. Um, but I'm still going to say, despite the loss, despite some pretty bad interceptions that we saw from Bryce Young, he went 20
3: of 38 20 38. Had about a 140. I mean, and both yeah. of those interceptions were, looked pretty much the same. I mean, they were both picked off by Jesse Bates. He's looking for a guy coming across the middle, and the ball seemed a little more like he was throwing to a spot. You know, they both were a little different, but, I mean, obviously the same guy picking it off. But he bounced back from those mistakes. I think the thing with the offensive line, that was a big question coming in. Obviously with Chandler Zavala, the rookie, starting at that right guard spot, how is he going to fill in for Austin Corbett? They were able to get the running game going towards the end. Chuba Hubbard a bright spot. Miles Sanders got going, but the pass pro definitely yeah. broke down at the end as well. Started off strong, but I think, like you mentioned, that fourth down call, like, You like the confidence by Frank, but it's like not that early. Maybe take the points. Yeah, you want to take the points there. Like, hey, we got a productive scoring drive. We're opening up the season. We're really opening up the playbook for the first time. You want to see that drive end with some sort of points. That was definitely a big turning point. But um, I think what we saw out of Bryce Young, he was able to bounce back from those mistakes like he's made all season. It's like, you want to see him not make the same mistake twice, which he kind of did, but right. I think he still had a pretty bright day today.
2: Yeah, so, again, 20 of 38, 120 or 146 yards, yeah. one touchdown, two interceptions. He was sacked twice. Yeah. Um, but, again, I'm going to say it, it is a positive, though, because we did see ball movement. And, yeah. listen, Panthers fans know we've seen some bad football over the last couple of years where we couldn't buy a yard. Yeah. We couldn't buy a first down. And so we were able to see them at least capitalize on some good field position, yeah. of course, then when things got better. Bad. Maybe they got a little worse in today's game. But still, I think it's something they can build off yep. of. And certainly, Coach Frank Reich says that they're going to go back and watch the tape and, and really try to learn from things. But he even said that he didn't really feel like there was, a, a, I mean, some bad to pull yep. from, but not a lot of bad. Take a listen.
4: Maybe I'll feel differently when I watch the tape, but I felt like there were a lot of good things moving to football on offense. And then we just hurt ourselves a few times, and um, but not good enough. It's... There's a lot for us to build off, uh, to, to learn from, to grow in a lot. I have to improve at, be better at, um, You know, I have to be better for, for us moving forward. And there's multiple things that go into turnovers. It's not always what it appears on the surface. So I, you got to dig into the tape a little bit more. We talked about in the locker room was we we never accept losing. There's there's good things out there, good things by each unit, good things by by individuals. Um, but there's only one outcome in this league that's acceptable, and that's winning. And we didn't get that done today, so every player and coach has to own that.
2: So, obviously, they're going to go back and watch the film. Again, though, Coach Frank Reich says it's all about winning, and yep. that's something that they really needed to do here in this week one matchup. Not only that, that but we have you look ahead to the Saints game, and it's another NFC South For opponent, sure. and, yep. and you start feeling the pressure, at least within the, the division, yep. when you start looking at that game since you already lost in this one. But but you even said there, there was a lot to take away from, even from the passing game of guys that were missing and yep. some guys that were on the field. Yeah, I
3: think, obviously, yeah, a guy like Hayden Hurst, we know those younger quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, Backs love having that security blanket tight end. He was that today. The leading receiver had a touchdown. Bryce's first touchdown yep. pass early in the game. He but threw I think the ball yeah, in the stands. He the thing. That yeah, was you know, the only But I mean, I him being it. a former yeah. Falcon, you know, he's <laughs> back here. You know, this probably there yeah. might be some bad blood there. But I think it was good to get him involved because that's one thing that we hit really haven't had since Greg Olson left. Right. A good tight end that can really stretch the field and be versatile. But you got to remember too. DJ Chark, a big weapon, who's really the guy that can take the top off the defense. Not having him today, definitely you felt that void as well. But I think you know Bryce is going to take this one on the chin. I mean, the whole yeah. team is, but they'll be able to bounce back from this one, and I think we'll still continue to see this offense you know, just kind of unravel a bit yeah. as the season goes on.
2: And I feel like we could really see that from Bryce Young's face even as, as he left the field yeah. tonight, even after some of the interceptions, but he still was Taking very accountability calm. As well. He That's was the big still very calm and then out. able to come back out and put some things together, so that was good to see. Uh, he's a rookie quarterback, yeah. and again, Everybody has said there are going to be growing pains. We said yep. that earlier on yep. Black and Blue Kickoff Live, yep. and this is to be expected. I heard Jake Delhomme in the radio booth after his first interception, almost feel relieved that this happened. Get it out that, the way. That you, get, you get it out of the way. You can come back to the bench, kind of reset yourself, and go, yep. "Okay, I've already made one mistake. It's going to happen For again, sure. yep. and you, and you move forward." And that's and good that's to see. And that's
3: the big thing that you want to see out of any rookie, because like you mentioned, there's going to be some ebbs and flows. You're going to see some big plays, like we saw him in the last preseason game, being able to to extend plays and everything down the field, but you also got to remember it's going to take some time. I think obviously he's – still trending in the right direction. It just wasn't – he didn't fall flat on his face today. Yep. He took one on the chin, those couple interceptions. All right, let's move forward. Now, you would have liked to have won a divisional game to start the season. you got another one coming up next week. But I think they'll definitely go back, reevaluate some things, and come out stronger, especially being at home in primetime. You definitely yeah. want to show out next week.
2: And get that run game going, even though they got over 100 yards yeah. in this one. Miles Sanders, of course, the lead rusher in tonight's game. But Chuba Hubbard also had a, a good breakthrough performance. And we're going to have a one-on-one interview interview. with him coming up here from Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
1: All right, thank you guys. Meanwhile, the NASCAR playoffs were in Kansas today for the Hollywood Casino 400, the second of three races in the round of 16. And it was early trouble for the regular season champ Martin Truex Jr. Just four laps in, he crashes into the wall and that would end his day. Kyle Larson would take the lead on the restart. We'll get there, there he is. And he would go on to win stage one and stage two. Bubba Wallace having a pretty good day. At this point, he was running second in, in the stage when he suffered a flat rear oh. right tire. And that would set him back two laps. Brad Keselowski made a really nice move on the restart to move him toward the front. And the six is your stage two winner. Chris Buescher bringing out a late caution. As the 17, he suffers a blown tire as well. So now we go to two laps to go. How about this move by Tyler Reddick? Goes from the wall to three wide inside to take the lead, and the 45 would not give it up. Tyler Reddick takes the checkers at Kansas and is headed to the round of 12.
5: Just an outstanding job by this whole uh, whole 2311 team. I mean, uh, we had really good pace, but uh, just couldn't get ahead of Denny there. But chaos ensued, you know, people stayed out. Some took two tires. and. The bottom lane opened up, pretty crazy.
1: All right, so with the win, Reddick is locked into the round of 12, along with Kyle Larson, who won last week. As for the guys on the bubble, Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Michael McDowell, all need to make up ground next week at Bristol, or their playoff runs will come to a quick end. All right, so Panthers take a week one loss to the Falcons. And coming up next, we'll take a look at what the rest of the NFC South did. We've got Bucks and Saints highlights on the way.
0: Chuba Hubbard got 60 yards on the ground of the Panthers' 14-point loss to the Falcons this afternoon. Hear what he thinks went wrong and how the team plans to learn from their mistakes going forward.
1: And our local college teams hanging tough Saturday in games against Power 5. Opponents will wrap up Week 2 of the college football season when we come back here on Charlotte Sports Live. Keep it here. All right, let's head around the NFC style, starting with the Titans visiting New Orleans. Derek Carr making his debut for the Saints. But things didn't come easy for him late first half. Carr throws the interception that ended their best drive of the game up to that point. Titans up three at the half. Tennessee with turnover problems of their own. Third quarter, Ryan Tannehill with a questionable throw to DeAndre Hopkins. He finds a Saints cornerback instead. This is the ensuing Saints drive. We are tied at nine. Car connects with Rashid Shaheed for the 19-yard touchdown. Saints go up 16-9. to They hang on to win 16-50. Hey,
0: remember, this guy right here, oh, Baker Mayfield, he was here last year. <laughs> now with Tampa taking over Tom Brady, they visited Minnesota today. Second quarter, this is the Baker Carolina fans never met. He's a touchdown-throwing Baker. Good look to Mike Evans there for the 28-yard score. He's pumped. 28, 34, 173 yards, 10 all going into the halftime. Third quarter, Baker. Oh, my. That's pretty good. On the money to Trey Palmer, Bucks up 17-10. Minnesota would later tie it, but Tampa would not be denied. Chase McLaughlin, 57-yarder, up and good. That would be the difference, and the reason Kirk Cousins looks so sad. Bucks win 2017. So, Carolina, if you do the math there, that's, that's the other three teams. They're the only one in the NFC South with a loss to open up the season. But there were positives in Atlanta despite that.
1: Yeah, one of them being the run game, which torched the Falcons for 154 yards. Carla Gebhardt is one of the guys who was able to find
2: open running lanes all game long. All right, we are here with running back Chuba Hubbard now after the loss. And Chuba, obviously, the game started out uh, pretty good, especially even in the run game for you. And so what do you take away from this loss today?
6: Um, that You know, we, we have a really great team, um, great coaches. I think we have everything that we need to be successful. Just got to clean up the the mistakes, obviously, and then just move forward.
2: Yeah, 60 yards on the ground for you. Nine carries, I believe, and one of the longest carries that we saw on the day. What was working
6: well for you in this game? I mean, just our O-line, uh, they're moving guys off blocks, getting to the second level, and I was just falling behind them.
2: During the preseason, there was a lot of, I guess, fan criticism. I don't know if you really heard this much of the, of the O-line and how they maybe weren't up to standard from last season. Of course, we saw a much different story. They were very good today. Uh, do, do, do things like that make you laugh when, when you kind of hear fans panic in the preseason a little bit?
6: Uh, to be honest, you know, fans will always have an opinion, uh, whether it's good or bad. Uh, you know, we've been putting work since OTAs, Wofford, and we know the type of team we are. We know we bring to the table. So, at the end of the day, we know we know what we're going to do. So, it wasn't a surprise.
2: Obviously, Bryce Young, a rookie, gets his first game here in Atlanta in the NFL. What would you think of his performance? I know he's got probably some things that he wants to work on, but what, how do you think he carried himself in this game?
6: I think he did a great job. I mean, first, first NFL game, uh, going to be mistakes by everybody across the board. I think he did a great job by, you know, coming back and Making right of those mistakes and moving forward. You know, he's young. We're a young team. Got a got a lot of vests, gotta carry him.
2: And you've been a rookie before, so what would you tell him if he asked you? Uh,
6: just keep doing what he's doing. I mean, he may be a rookie in a lot of people's eyes, but he has a mind of a vet, so he'll be alright. During
2: the preseason, too, we talked a lot about how when we got to the regular season, we would really see the playbook open up. Has it been fun to kind of see see the diversity of the playbook open up?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our coaches, we have a great scheme. They do a good job getting everybody involved, so – you know, being able to be in this offense with the type of coaches we have, it's, it's fun. What
2: would you think about Atlanta? Obviously, an NFC South opponent. We've got another one next week already in the Saints, but what would you think of them so far?
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, they obviously did the their job to get the game done today, but, uh, you know, I can't wait to play them again. We can't wait to
0: see it, too. Quick six-time, our star meteorologist Hi. Andrew Brightman. He's uh, joining us for the fun tonight. How are you, Andrew? I'm, I'm
7: doing well. You guys are too kind.
0: I love being here. We love time. having you here. Let's put two minutes on the clock and – and do this thing, Grace. First question is yours. Grade Bryce Young's performance today.
1: You know, I really, uh, you want to give him that grace, right? Because it's it's a it's a rookie that quarterback started. going into his rookie rookie performance. But, and, and I hate to compare, but you know we're going to be comparing him to the two other top picks in this draft with CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. And if you look at the performance based on that, I think he had like a 48 passer rating and they were somewhere in the high 70. So I'm going to give him mm. B minus C plus area.
0: Okay, all right. Andrew on a scale of one to ten. Where should that good old panic meter be for Carolina right now? I'm going to put it at five. Again,
7: it's a rookie starting last number one overall pick QB. Winning his start with David Carr back in 2002. But again, you'd like to see a little bit more than 148 yards passing. They kept it pretty vanilla in the preseason. Maybe a little bit of chocolate strawberry or my favorite cake batter where it suited them a little bit better.
0: I like that. Uh, Grace, we saw Brian Burns. He did play today, made an impact, couple of good plays. Question now is: Does he get a new contract before the next game?
1: Oh gosh, I hope so because I'm so sick and tired of talking about it and other people's money. Like I, 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 I was very, I was very happy to see him suit up and play just because of the talk he's been saying about being team first. I think that showed it today. He came out on fire. We'll see what happens if I'm fitter or if he's thinking I'm, you're gonna play anyway without a contract. He might not do it.
0: All right, Andrew. Today, Brock Purdy became the first quarterback in the NFL to win his first. Six regular season starts and throw at least two touchdown passes in each game. I realize there's some dude figuring this all out. Is he an elite quarterback? I'm going to pump the brakes on the elite talk. Again, it's only
7: six games here. Let's see a full season, maybe a season and a half. Remember Minshew Mania? 13 touchdowns, <laughs> two picks in his first eight starts. He's a backup. Again, Purdy has looked very good. Let's see it over a season and a half when they have all the tape on him.
0: All right, Grace, give us your week one NFL overreaction.
1: Gosh, I feel like there's so many in this category. I'm going to go with the one today, Joe Burrow not being worth all that money because he threw for, what, less than 100 yards or something. I'm going to go with that.
0: All right, final question, Andrew. What's the worst officiating call
7: ever? I had to look far and wide for this one. It is Jim Joyce calling Jason Donald safe, blowing Armando Galarraga's perfect game. One of the greatest accomplishments in all of baseball. He was out by two feet. It's just one thing. It's so clear cut, and you can never Give it back to him.
0: You got one, Grace?
1: Uh, th- that takes the cake.
0: Scotty Pippen. Thanks. That was a no foul call on Hubert Davis. Game five, 94 playoff semifinals <laughs> against the Knicks. That one still <laughs> burns me. And that's it. Thanks for playing quick six, Andrew. Appreciate it. It is that time of the week again. We've got a fresh batch of top plays from another great Friday night in high school football. We've got all the details on how you can decide which one was the best.
1: And what a crazy weekend of college football. App State in North Carolina, giving us another instant classic. And Charlotte made its primetime debut in Maryland. That's all coming up here on Charlotte Sports Live. We'll be right back.
0: All right, so not sure if you'd noticed, but we've been having some fun with our high school plays of the week segment here on CSL. We had a back to school edition a couple weeks ago. Last week was a WWE theme. Tonight, we're turning things up by bringing a Sunday flavor to Friday football. With the start of the new season, we've got the NFL on our brains this week. So let's keep that theme going in this week's top high school plays. I'm doing it NFL film style alongside legendary narrator John Facenda. Or to be more accurate, me doing my best impression of John Facenda. Great players aren't always great. They're just great when they have to be. Take Butler's Zach Lawrence. Sensing his team needed a boost against the Weddington Warriors, the junior quarterback rose to the occasion, escaping the pressure, then taking it in for 35 yards. The Bulldogs then go on to pull a huge upset, winning 22-15. It's been said the autumn wind is a pirate. Well, now it can also be considered a stallion. Check out South Point's Xavier Preston. Despite losing control after a great catch, the senior was relentless, recovering the ball for a touchdown. The Stallions go on to shut out Chester, 31-0. Lombardi. A certain magic still lingers in his name. Magic-like Providence Day's Ian Klein. The junior running back made all the right moves en route to a 35-yard touchdown. The Chargers then would cruise past Cannon Concord, 49 to 7. Football is a basic primal confrontation. No excuses are offered. None accepted. In a similar vein, there's really no excuse not to vote for this week's top play. To do it, head to our X page, CSL on QCN and cast away. The polls close Thursday morning.
1: Coffee awesome stuff. All right. College football bit 49ers in College Park in prime time. Opening drive for the Niners, Jalen Jones. How about 48 yards to a wide-open Jairus Mack? Touchdown, Charlotte. They let it 7-0 early. Terps' opening drive, Talia Tug-Viola, picked off by Charlotte's Demetrius Knight, the second, and he takes it back for six. Charlotte up 14-0 in the opening two minutes. Niners' defense was something fierce in the first half, but they were eventually just worn down by Maryland. Terps end up taking it 38 2 Oh man, this matchup just does not disappoint. App State, North Carolina, Tar Heels trailing in overtime. Omarion in Hampton, his third touchdown of the day was a 17-yard score that tied it at 34. This game in its second overtime, Drake May takes it himself, 13 yards. UNC can't convert for two, so they lead it 40 to 34. So here's App in their possession. Fourth down, Joey Aguilar's pass. It's ruled incomplete, no flag. And North Carolina hangs on to win another instant classic, 40-34 over App State. And man, what a weekend of college football. I actually got to enjoy it because both of us yeah, did. We were, we were off, so I actually got to sit there, and I, I did. I sat there and I watched college football all day long, and it was glorious. And you went, you
0: went. Yeah, well, first of all, we talk about missed calls. That looked like a missed call right there. That should not have passed uh, interference down down the stretch. I disagree. The funny thing about that is, I mean, North Carolina, App State, App State plays North Carolina tough a lot. They had a win on them in Chapel yeah. Hill, <coughs> excuse me, in 2019. So, I mean, it, it, it just, again. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, the Maryland-Charlotte game, that's a loss for Charlotte. But, again, they, they're showing people that, that things are changing. The Clemson game? And the South Carolina game, just weird stuff happening. Clemson at one point was actually losing to Charleston Southern. And then the game that I was at yesterday, South Carolina Furman, uh, you'd think that after the way that South Carolina played against North Carolina in week one, they would come out with rage. That didn't happen.
1: You took your little girl. Did she
0: like it? I did. She absolutely loved it. Uh, I will say, as a father, trying to explain football to a three-year-old is probably the hardest sport (laughs) uh, out there. So if anybody out there... Uh, wants to send me an email or my, on my ex account at Mike Lissette to try to explain to me how do I explain the rules of football to my three-year-old daughter I am open to suggestions right there
1: I don't have kids so you're on your own yeah. with that
0: one all Please, right I mean it
1: <laughs> well it was a tough day to be a Panther we saw glimpses from Bryce Young today but major mistakes by QB1 cost Carolina in game number one we recap the loss from the ATL next
0: and no time to dwell on what happened today if you're in that Carolina locker room, because Monday Night Football is up next, and so is another NFC South opponent. if you look ahead to the Saints game. CSL return.
1: Well, the Frank Reich era got off to a rough start. The Panthers went down to Georgia. They were looking for a win to steal. However, the Falcons had other ideas. Rookie Bryce Young made mistakes in his debut. This was the first of two interceptions both caused by Jesse Bates, Atlanta was up 7-0 in the second, then Young appeared to turn it around, gets his first NFL touchdown, Hayden Hurst caught it, oh. then he threw it in the stands because we didn't want to save that or anything, it's alright, <laughs> seven, noth- 7 all at the break, second half, Carolina at one point was up 10-7, to then Atlanta took over, 17 straight points to end the game, Desmond Ritter with a near-perfect 15-for-18 performance with one touchdown, and 115 yards Tyler Algier was steady as well a pair of touchdowns in the second half that one just for emphasis Mike Rome was not built in a day Panthers fall 24 to 10 all right welcome back into Charlotte Sports Live Grace Grill and Mike Lissette with you here uh, we're with you for the next 30 minutes
0: yeah and that of course means plenty more Panthers team coverage so for now we'll send it back out to our duo in Atlanta Carla Gephardt and Gabe McDonald
2: Hey, guys, yes, we are still here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're talking about the defense now for Carolina. And we're going to start off on a positive note. And the fact that they were able to shut down the passing game, at least early on in this game with the Atlanta Falcons, really made them one-dimensional. Their dimension of the running game was pretty strong uh, in this game. But still, it was good to see at least them shut them down in that way. Yeah,
3: for sure. And it was kind of tough for them, too, because you have to think about with the turnovers that the offense had. There's a lot of sudden change. There's a lot of short field. So you're not really able to kind of pin a team deep and make them drive the field on you where they're getting, you know, 30, 40-yard drives instead of 70, 80-yard drives. But he still saw what they were able to do, two very strong uh, performances from Derrick Brown and Brian Burns up front. I mean, just to have Burns come out here, given everything that's happened the past week, come out here and really ball out the way that he did was great. But you want to, you know, be able to sure up. The run defense because, you know, you got to take better angles against these guys. we are going to see them again. You know they have that three-headed monster. Really, two-headed today because you didn't have Cordero Patterson. You just right. had Tyler Algier and the rookie B. John Robinson. But I think this is one that, you know, they can really learn a little bit from. But, you know, a pretty sour note, J.C. Horn going out with a hamstring injury. Definitely not what anybody wanted to see this
2: game. No, and, of course, we've seen him with much worse injuries yeah. before in the last two seasons here. But a soft tissue injury, we know that those can maybe take a little time. Yeah. Um, we saw him leave the field today because he yeah. did come back out here after he unsuited himself. And a fans, of course, asking him, are you okay? And he gave him a little nod. But, of course, a hamstring. Yeah. We've had hamstring For issues. Sure. We know how long those can take.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you just it's one of those things where it could be acting up one day and it could be fine the next. It's just one of those things where you got to be able to trust the training staff have a sort of plan you don't want to rush him back i know you want him on the field you want your best cornerback one of your best defensive backs period on the field but You want him for the long haul, because like we mentioned on Black and Blue Kickoff Live, hopefully (laughs) we're playing games well into January. Not the result we wanted to start off today, but I think the defense still was strong given the circumstances in this game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, that does start out with Agent Zero, Brian Burns. What a game for him. He was trending on Twitter during this game because of the one-and-a-half sacks that he had. And Coach Frank Reich talked about his performance and really how proud he was of his game and performance today.
4: I thought Brian played like he practices. You know, I think Brian played today like he practiced, and that's hard. He plays with something to prove out of practice every day. Um, you know, did he have a little something extra to prove given the situation? I, you'll have to ask him that question, but what I saw was that's how he practices. I feel like I've done done what I needed to do, and I'm uh, just being consistent. You know, I'm just taking the next step in my game, and uh, that's I want to dominate, you know.
8: Uh, so coming down that first quarter, first half, whatever. That's all. That's all that was on my mind was dominating, and um, I just gotta make sure I don't fizzle out when they change their game plan against me. It's been a time. Uh, that was raw motion, you know. Uh, even the second one was raw motion, and uh, like you see, I didn't do it, today. So raw motion, and uh, now that I got it out of my system, it's time to ball.
2: And, of course, you heard from some other defensive guys there as well about the game tonight and the week one loss here against the Falcons. But, listen, this new 3-4 defense, some growing pains there. But you were maybe impressed with what you were able to see from them tonight when maybe comparing what we saw in the preseason. Yeah, for
3: sure. And I think the big thing is, you know, a lot of different looks because you think about, you know, your base 3-4 defense, you're going to have three down linemen. You're probably not going to see Jeremy Chin on the field as much. He was on the field for a majority of the game because they had a lot of different sets where sometimes there's two down linemen. There was somewhere there was only one defensive linemen on the field. So I think that's going to be the big thing is moving forward is kind of moving the chess pieces around, figuring out what schemes work against different teams, because you're going to be facing a lot more balanced teams moving forward. We know how run heavy Atlanta was but you got the Saints coming to town next week. Then after that, you go to Seattle. So it's like you're going to be seeing a lot more balanced teams. But I think this is a defense that's going to be able to really wreak some havoc as they really kind of, you know, to settle in a little bit more over the course of the next few weeks.
2: And only that, you got to look at how many new faces that they did bring and just kind of them working together. You think right. about Von Bell, you yeah. think about Justin Houston, some veteran guys, which is good to have on the defensive side of things, but they still have to learn how to work together, yeah. and Shaq Thompson, of course, the veteran, the leader, the captain of this team. He laid down a boom on, yeah. on uh, Justin and, or Algier, yes. and so yeah, uh, great to see that from him, and of course, he's back maybe to he looks a little bit younger. He looks a little yeah. bit fresher on the field. You went one-on-one with him, and we're going to have that interview here coming up for you from Mercedes-Benz
0: all righty. So one game down 16 to go and game number two is just as big as this one was bigger in my opinion. Not only does Carolina face another division opponent, but now they're going to host the Saints on Monday night football. And you got to believe it's time to turn the page on this loss. If you're Frank Reich, if you don't, you could be 0-2 to begin the season and 0 two in the division as well.
1: Yeah, big time matchup. And of course, you know, the money guys are already out, and they already have the Saints as two and a half point favorites on Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah, you get three points just for being home. So that means they're really Bye. thinking that, you know, that Carolina is at a disadvantage. But this is, I mean, you, you, every other team in the NFC South won today Tampa won, New Orleans won, and of course, the Falcons won. So 0 2 is never good, but it's really bad when everyone else has got at least one win. The thing is, if you're a Carolina fan, now now granted, a lot of things have changed for Carolina. They're a different team than they were. But you recall you did go two and against the Saints last year. You outscored them 32 to 21 in those two games. And and yes, the Saints did win today, and yes, they did pull it out despite a slow start, but they were field goal machines. They only had one touchdown. That's gotta make Frank Reich feel hopeful that hey, you know, we're we're in this too
1: yeah i'm not the one panicking which is funny because normally i am the one but i'm i don't i feel pretty confident that they're going to make adjustments because i felt like today the panthers hurt themselves right like these weren't it wasn't just they were beaten down it was they gave up 17 points or whatever it was in turnover so i'm confident that they'll adjust bryce young we know he takes things personally he's going to make adjustments The only thing is, is that the Saints are going to do that, too, and Derek Carr is a little bit more experienced, and that defense looked
0: Yeah, they didn't allow a touchdown. The Saints didn't. For Carr, he went 23 of 33, 305 yards. That's good, but he was sacked four times. So if you're the Panthers' defensive line.
1: Big opportunity for defense.
0: Exactly right. Shaq Thompson making his presence felt earlier today in Atlanta. Panthers linebacker went one-on-one with us. That's coming up next in a CSL exclusive interview.
1: And after winning six straight, the Braves have lost four of six, entering today against the Pirates. Could they get the series win today? Find out next. Well, not that it was ever in any doubt, but the Atlanta Braves' first team to clinch a playoff spot today. They are officially in. Today, they were trying to win a three-game series against the Pirates. Brian Reynolds in the sixth. That's an RBI double. And then two batters later, it's Jack Suwinski. That's going to be another double for the Pirates. Reynolds scores, and it's 2-0 Pirates. Braves get one back, so it's 2-1 Pirates in the bottom of the seventh. Ronald Acuna Jr. That one hit deep to center. Not quite enough to get out. It'll hit the the wall. Two-run double. Well, maybe. Maybe I thought about it. He'll settle for a two-run single. All good, Braves take a 3-2 lead, and they would go on to win it, 5-2. All right, back to the Panthers. We've talked a lot about Brian Burns tonight, but another Carolina linebacker shined against the Falcons, and he's standing by with Gabe McDonald.
3: Joined out by one of the team captains on the defensive side of the ball, linebacker Shaq Thompson. Five tackles today, finally got out here for some regular season ball, but not the, math, not the you know result you guys wanted. want to just take me through how you guys look to rebuild after uh, the season opening loss.
8: Uh, we got to take this one to the chin, you know what I mean? First divisional game, got to take it to the chin. Um, figure out how to get better, you know what I mean? For the defensive side, we could definitely uh, wrap up and tackle a little bit better, um, swarm to the ball, um, get the calls in, um, and just go out there and execute, you know what I mean? Sometimes we just miss gaps and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, I feel like we did play a great game, you know what I mean? We had two balls on the ground that we that unfortunately didn't come up with, you know what I mean? It could have been a big difference in the game, you know what I mean? Change uh one with Burns on the on the sack force fumble, then the one with Frankie with a great hustle play over there. You know what I mean? They're both luckily came up on it, and uh, we were unable to get it. And uh, their defense had, did a great job creating three turnovers.
3: You mentioned Brian. You know, you were very vocal about him being on the field. He was out here today. I'm sure you had no doubt about that. Just you know, just how much of a breath of fresh air was it to have him out here <laughs> uh, to, you know, and have the performance he
8: had? I mean, you just see the performance he had in the first half. Uh, I think he had three three sacks and uh, and a force fumble. You know what I mean? See how I many he had a big TFL play on that on that third and long on that toss play. Uh, with Bijan, and um, you know what I mean. He, he's he, he's a big piece to our defense. Um, people think it's me, but I say it's Burns, and I say it's Derek. Uh, those those are the big two keys to our defense. And um, Burns came out here and played head of a job. Um, just wish we had one for him.
3: And when you look at Atlanta, was there anything maybe that they did differently in this game that you guys had? Because obviously uh, both teams are kind of opening things up. No, 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 no.
8: We we knew their whole game plan. Um, it's just they, they executed more. You know what I mean? Like I said, their defense came up with three huge plays. In the red zone. Three huge plays. And uh, they did a great job running the ball. You know, we just got to go out and tackle That's That's the biggest thing, you know what I mean? And uh, compete for the ball when it's in the air and, uh, and get the offense the ball back.
3: And then you being the leader on this team and obviously having Bryce on the other side, a few struggles as well. Did you try to keep him up? Did you tell him anything on the sideline? Uh,
8: no, I, I didn't say nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? Because uh, my, my whole plan this year is don't worry about the offense, you know what I mean? If something happens, sudden change, just go out there with the defense and, do, and, and, and lead the defense. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's what we try to do, you know what I mean? But everybody knows scoring offense in the, in the red zone yep. is a high percentage of scoring, you know what I mean? And, and we just got to do better, work on our red zone, and, and just do a lot better.
3: And being back home next week, another divisional matchup. Yep. You know, what's really the mindset going into this one? Because you really want to flush this one out. This uh, yeah,
8: yeah. Uh, like I said, we, we got to really take this one on a chin, you know what I mean? Tomorrow tomorrow's a new day, but we got to go on there and figure out how, how we lost, you know what I mean? We know how we lost, but what, what can we do to get better? You know, and uh, the Saints will probably watch this film and figure out, okay, what, what, what are the plays that beat them? What, what, what can we run to beat them? What can we do to, to get those guys going? You know what I mean? This is a copycat league, and uh, we just got to be ready for the mistakes that we had today to be showing up on next Monday on Monday night.
1: That's what a leader sounds like.
8: Absolutely. Uh, this, is, this is what an inspirational story sounds
0: like. It's one of Eden Hurst. Now uh, the Panthers tight in, overcame his demons, and why he now feels compelled help others with similar obstacles.
1: And we still have our QC crowns ahead and Team USA Basketball Aww. will not be getting it. They fell in the FIBA World Cup bronze medal game today to Canada, 127 to 118. It's Canada's first medal at the World Cup in 87 years. Good job, guys. yourself. we'll be right back on the other side.
0: All right, we showed you this earlier in the show. A great sight for Panthers fans as a real threat at tight end has emerged. Hayden Hurst on the receiving end of Bryce Young's first ever touchdown pass in the NFL. Of course, every player has a journey to the NFL. Some seem almost destined for greatness the moment they pick up a football. And then there's Hurst, whose journey to the league was just as unconventional as it was inspirational. It goes without saying, Hayden Hurst knows exactly who he is.
5: What you see is what you get. I am who I am.
0: Price, quickly to Hayden Hurst. For most people, it's a level of confidence that usually doesn't come overnight. But for Hurst, it was one night in particular that changed everything.
5: I made a bad decision. I tried to take my own life and that was really kind of the, the turning point for me.
0: It was the culmination of years of struggle and disappointment. It started after high school when Hurst set out to pursue his first love.
5: Minor league baseball is different. You know, you go through the bus rides. You're going the same thing every single day for 142 games. Um, It's a grind.
0: Eventually, though, that grind caught up to him. Overwhelmed by the pressure of making it to the bigs, Hurst started struggling, and soon he loses grip, both figuratively and literally.
5: Hands were shaking, hands were sweating, and I, I mean, I couldn't even play catch on a foul line.
0: He turned to drinking and ultimately away from baseball. Amazingly, he quickly pivoted to football, where at 21, he found a spot as a walk-on at South Carolina. The diamond was behind him, but as he soon discovered, his demons were not.
5: That stuff doesn't, doesn't go away. You don't just not have depression or anxiety stuff anymore. You find ways to deal with it, but unfortunately for me, it followed me to Columbia.
0: And so it was on that suicidal night in 2015 when everything came to a head. That night, though, Hurst decided he was going to reclaim control of his life.
5: In my mind, I had, I had my first childhood dream ripped away from me. Just kind of told myself I made a promise. I was like, there, I'm going to exhaust all resources. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure football works.
0: Clearly, his plan worked. Hurst is entering his sixth season in the NFL and first with the Panthers. But these days, football isn't his only passion. Five years ago, he established the Hayden Hurst Family Foundation, a charity that specializes in mental health awareness.
5: I have a bit of perspective, so If anybody wants to talk to me about anything, you know, I'm an open book.
0: He's now touching more lives than he is scoring touchdowns. All the while, never forgetting the unconventional and inspirational journey that made him who he is today. And her teammate, Brian Burns, seems like a shoe-in for a QC crowd tonight. Question is, will he get it? We have the answer, coming up next. Oh, don't forget, Charlotte Sports Live, The podcast at Spirit Fingers, there. And all of our Panthers content you saw tonight, you're going to hear it there. Just scan the QCR code, which is on your screen. Now, get to the Crowns. Go back to Atlanta.
2: That's right. We're talking about our QC crown here inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, of course, this is a pretty easy one when you're looking at the good things that happened for the Carolina Panthers today. We're looking at the defense, and we're looking at Agent Zero.
3: Yeah, Brian Burns, he came out here and immediately made an impact right off the opening drive, finished with seven sacks – or seven tackles, rather, one of the half sacks and a forced fumble. So all you got to do, you got to pay the man. The Brinks truck (laughs) better be at his crib in Charlotte right now before he gets back, before that plane lands. Pay the man. That's, yeah. that's sim- simply put. You got to pay the man. He came out here. He proved his worth. I personally didn't think he would play without a new deal, but he came out. Proved how much he's worth, so hopefully we see some good news here soon.
2: I love this so much because, right, we've been talking about Brian Burns. We've been talking about the contract extension, about things not really progressing in that area this week. And for him to go out there to make a statement and and to really put on a show, listen, this is what he does anyway, but the fact that he was able to back it up on a week that was probably pretty emotional for him, it's a big deal.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it just shows how much of a team player he is. I mean, he goes through all of training camp. Of course, he missed a couple practices. Back on the field the past three days, comes out here and just absolutely dominates. It's what you want to see out of one of your team captains, and he uh, definitely proved his worth today, so like I said, hopefully we got a, a little contract signing that's here coming right. soon.
2: That's right. So that's our crown. We're pretty vocal about it, guys. What do you have tonight? All right, guys. We're giving
1: ours to Novak Djokovic. Today, he won the U.S. Open and claimed his 24th oh. Grand Slam title. That breaks the tie with Serena Williams for the most major single championships in the Open era. Not only that, but he's 36 years old, so he's now the oldest man to win the U.S. Open in First the Open job
0: 2005, he was an 18-year-old rookie, and now he's old, and oh my.
1: All right. Well, wow. Panthers wow. still looking for a win on the season. We'll, uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. From Mike Lissette, I'm Grace Girl. Have a good night.